Is that another episode I hear? Another episode has begun. Welcome back to the Emergency Power Podcast. Cast it into the fire! (laughs) The fires of the sun! Destroy it! It can't be defeated by normal means. Can't hold it back, Captain! (laughs) I don't know what's what's going on now. (laughs) That was the Balrog. Oh, okay, yes. Me, you fools. Oh, man. All the references get thrown out here. I feel like I'm left out of maybe 30% of them, but just fine. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, man, 30. you're lucky that yeah, it's only 30. I feel like I miss a lot more than that. Uh, the three, the, thanks good. to the three of you, I now know about Don't Copy That Floppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you should. The oh. most powerful of old internet videos. <laughs> Those are the memes from when I was young. Mm-hmm. Back in my day. Yeah. Back in my day, we weren't allowed to copy those floppies. I was wearing an onion on my belt, as was the style at the time. <laughs> we didn't have white onions because of the war. It, it is very bizarre, because most of the time it's like, oh, here's this new meme. And then I come here and it's like, hey, let's look at stuff from... <laughs> let's look at old like, memes. That's really funny, actually. <laughs> this is going to be our new podcast channel. We're going to have old memes review. Yes. Yeah, Some we just got to keep it never balanced. heard of. We'll it's old meme be, reviews in ASMR. Do old versus It's gonna new. be. It's gonna be to today what uh, vaudeville reviews were to like the 1900s. Mm, yeah. They're gonna unearth our reviews in like a time capsule. Just pull out a yeah. flash drive, which is obsolete technology at that point. Plug it in, and all fine. we have to do is make sure that our copies of this media are the most long-lived, and then we will be seen as the inventors of them. So we're playing the long game here. I need it sooner than that. I want a Galaxy Quest situation. <laughs> really, I, I want Thermia to build me oh. a robot body is what it comes down oh, to. Oh, Galaxy Quest. I, so I had never seen that movie before and finally watched it for the first time on Friday. And really? What I, a I, treat. I loved it. I loved just seeing so many actors that I recognize, like... Um, I, I can't remember his name, but the guy who plays Mathazar, I know him as Keith Mars from Veronica Mars, and that just broke my brain to see him as one of the <laughs> yeah, weird talking uh, aliens. Rain Wilson from The Office. Oh, yeah, that's who that was in the background of that scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't watched Chief, it in Chief years. Chief Requisitions Officer Lank. Yes. You have you can tell stumbled upon many times. one of Jeff's favorites. My favorites. This is this is a movie that I watch before running a sci-fi game to get in myself in the mood. Yeah, Our it's got such a good hammer. sense of humor. What a savings. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to check it out so that I oh, understand Cooper, something you here. You simply you simply Galaxies? must it's worth it for Alan Rickman as just like an oh, aging yeah. actor having an existential crisis about his career. <laughs> it's fantastic. Because he's, he's just, he's so on point in everything that he does. Like he you, he oozes serious actor no matter how stupid of a movie he's in. That man's a treasure and I miss him. He is. And it is a huge loss that he is no longer with us. It really is. Why is it that we always start talking about British actors at the beginning of our podcast there's so last many time last time we were at, we were talking about um broccoli patch uh yeah. cucumber snatch that's true 
Yeah, I heard we and... got some Reddit feedback on that or Twitter feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout outs to Cosmopunks. Uh, yes. Glad you guys. You're, Thank you're you. are enjoying it. Yeah, we, we now we're talking about Alan Rickman. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for our next episode where we'll begin with a treatise on Matt Berry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have a list. We're just going to be going down every mm -hmm. episode. Yeah. Yeah, episode 100 will be Cleese. He's going to stop in and make an appearance. It'll be awesome. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> That's a big I, I wasn't aware of that. That was a big poll. <laughs> you didn't see that, but, that line in the there, budget, too. Adam? It's, um, I did not. We assumed you were bankrolling that. No. Yeah, I approved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I see. It's it's replacing what I was getting paid. Okay, no, yeah, fine. Uh -huh. Nothing. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. And now you're a gaming industry professional. <laughs> <Hooray>. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. Jeez. Yeah. Now you know what? I've had enough of the real world for one week. It was been uh, it's been a week. So I think mm. it's time to go into fantasy world beyond the stars why don't we uh get this thing started shall we yes. f yeah all right do it, do it well let us go with the flow down where the plants may grow in the sewers below gather around the data pads glow as again we return to the city of io oh my goodness for volume e -I -E -I -O. one io Chapter seven. Oh, uh, that just instant flashback to yesterday's session of I think twelve or so rhyme rhymes in a row. It just kept going. It we just kept going. Stop. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm ready. Pawns, Scriff, and Uzi kneel over the unmoving SRO unit NR5E. They're soaking wet from pulling the mechanical man out of the rushing waters. The aqueduct that had dropped them into the concrete pool far below had rendered him no longer operating. Only the twisted remains of a rusted ladder show what once was a possible return trip, but no longer. Scriff's radiation badge has begun counting off the radiation in the area as if counting down the final moments of their lives. The small space goblin removes his leaky fishbowl helmet, letting the water drain out. Then with <laughs> some effort, pulls free the wicked-looking dog slicer from 5e's hand as he had been using it in the last chapter. And he begins gently poking 5e with it. Um, we think he did. Water, no. get inside. Cat, Cat, can you give me an analysis? And I'll, like, he has a data jack, right? So I'll plug Cat into the back of his head. To, to try and get like debug logs. Okay. Go ahead, give me a computer's roll for that. Uzi just looks down at the screen. Screen have gone all wobbly. Maybe he need no batteries? Come on, 5E. Give me something. I got a 20. 
20. All right. You plug into the back, like the data jack of 5e, and silence falls in the room for a moment before 5e spasms momentarily. And then as his body calms, you start to get readouts on cat. And command lines begin streaming across the data pad. And it looks like it's the boot up process that's begun to happen oh. again. Oh, good. And he's coming too. Because of your good computer's role, what you see is as these codes are streaming by, it hangs up on one for a second. And it says, system error detected, running antivirus software, antivirus software not found, override. And then it just streams periods down the screen for a while and then flicks over and code begins running again. And you see power begins to return to 5e and it starts streaming across his faceplate as well. Now, 5e, your vision begins to return. And you're staring up at three waterlogged faces, the faces of your companions. And your attention is suddenly drawn to the frontal lobes of the contemplative pawns, particularly to the brainwave to sonic vibration translator and amplifier that's there. And you mean my literal boombox? <laughs> I was making it sound spacey. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> For anyone who has not seen the uh, the pawns artwork up on our Twitter uh, at Emergency PWR Pod, uh, pawns the contemplative right like on his front the front of his brain he's got this gigantic 80s style boombox looking implant in his head it's, it's so his voice sounds a little bit better than it otherwise would I love it so much <laughs> also we can start playing songs art. randomly it's <laughs> so cool yeah it it does tend to play random songs when you get shot at <laughs> in, in my head it's all like 90s hip-hop by the yeah. Way. Oh yeah, and not like, the there's, good kind. There's a uh, <laughs> a cassette that's trapped in there. <laughs> it's old world technology pre gap that no one's figured out. Oh my gosh, there's just like a button to eject it, and they're just like, "Whoa, what is this thing?" <laughs> hmm. But as you're looking up at the boombox, a fugitive thought is processed by you, and. It seems very normal as it goes by. And it was something like this. That technological modification would be better served under my control. It could likely be repurposed for offensive countermeasures. It follows that if I were to take it from him, odds of SRO unit preservation would increase. The thought passes out of your temporary folder and the rest of the situation comes into view as your companions look down at you with concern. Oh no, oh no, uh, hopefully e, he's rebooting. E, can, can you hear me? 
5e servos whir into action as he pushes himself slightly up off the ground and levels his head unit to eye each of you. Yes, I believe all subsystems are currently operational to at least 82% capacity. Oh, 82% will have to do. Uh, can you walk? Affirmative. More servos were as he propels himself up to a stand from practically lying prone. It's almost like he sort of like moonwalks up to full height. It's like a little conveyor belt on his feet. They're just like, pulls him up, right? <laughs> oh, well, that's over with at least. Defensive subroutines re-engaged. We have one more problem, and I'll hold up the radiation badge, which is currently ticking. This is coming from in the sewers. I think my armor can hold for maybe a day. I have enough charge, but uh, after that, I hope we're through it. As you hold up the radiation badge, the meter on it flits slowly, and you can tell that by looking at it, you are in low radiation currently. And yes, due to your armor, you can resist this without ill effects for up to its level. So yeah, 24 one. hours per level. Which, considering we only just hit level 2, I'm pretty sure we're all going to be level 1 or so armor. And I am level 1, I know. And that's that's everyone's resistance, correct? Or is that just Scriff's? That's everyone. Anyone who has who armor. Has okay. Level okay. 1 armor. Yeah, all armor uh, provides environmental protections for 24 hours up to times its level got it okay yeah. and then do we get a like direction for this reading or is it just in the general area it just clicks mm -hmm. but uh at the end of last episode i had figured out that it was coming from deeper in the okay. sewers yep it's just gonna get worse from here then and yeah. we don't know how long we need to go so let's assume that we're gonna need all of those protections it's very possible, and Uzi just has his helmet off and is trying to clean out the inside so he can see has his helmet off in the radiation. Are goblins okay with radiation? <laughs> Puts it on, takes it off. It was on backwards, couldn't see. Puts it on again. Uzi, have you ever been in radiation before? Then and what now? Never mind. Have you ever like noticed a growth or something coming out of your head? Was it there before, or <laughs> I don't know? Ever grown any additional limbs? Yeah, like some weird burns. I haven't yet, but is this something that could happen? This no, sounds no, no, amazing. Of course not. No, of course no. not. No. Uh, I want to take a look at his armor and see if it would actually protect him. Like maybe it's maybe it's like a, a force field or something. Uh, yeah. But I doubt it. <laughs> sure. Go ahead. Give me engineering. <laughs> The probabilities of spontaneously um, growing a new appendage are exceedingly slim, although not entirely unheard of. Just like out of blinks at you. <laughs> 23. If he has all of the pieces on and together, it seems like it would it would do the job, just not very well. So he has I think like it's fine. Um, I'll try to patch it up as best yeah. as I can. <laughs> okay. Let's be honest. Did we really want Uzi to be in a position to reproduce? Hmm. <laughs> he might have his kids might come to like cure cancer. That's right. Oh wait, we already have a cure for that. It's 
minor the space cancer. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. Or, no, it's probably an affliction, right? Let's not get into this. <laughs> Look, every really every mut- mutation is a possible chance of becoming an X-Man. That's this what I true. know. This is true. Concrete walkways line both sides of the tunnel as it leads slowly downward. It channels water rapidly towards a split to the left and to the right, creating a T-intersection. A bridge connects the concrete walkways that head in both directions. And moss grows on the walls, the ceilings, the floor, and it has a muted green light emanating off of it. You all stand on the left side walkway in this tunnel. Is there um, light underneath the sewage water as well? So mostly on the drier surfaces. It doesn't seem to be inside the water. It's just okay. everywhere else. Okay, and then there's staircases on, on both sides. We're on the, the left side. We're looking forwards. Yeah, there's two paths down. Mm-hmm. They're slow ramps that head down, and yeah, you guys are on the left. Okay. We're on the left, and there's a bridge that we could go across. Correct. Yeah, I'll, I'll float over the water and uh, just kind of take a look at the bridge, see if there's I don't know, any damage or any things left on it. Um, it seems like there's a direction that people tend to be traveling more than the other. Anything like All that? Right, go ahead and roll me a perception when you get down there. Are you guys, Scriff and 5e, going to head down as well? I'll stay on this side for now. Yeah, I'm inclined to hold back if palms can float over and recon. That was a 16 for perception. Okay. As you float towards the bridge and you get just about to it, you can see down both directions. To the left, there's these vines really thick, look almost like tree roots that seem to be coming into the tunnel. There's a mangled gate that is pulled out of the wall and is suspended in the air by these roots. The water is getting to this blockage and it seems like it's not really going anywhere, so most of the water is traveling to the other direction. On the right-hand side, there's a continuation of the tunnel. However, the water is going into a grate underneath it. Hey, guys, there is, uh, there's some more of those, like, root-type things. I'm hoping these ones aren't alive up here, but... Best not to take any chances. What do you advise? Maybe we can test it again. These are a lot thicker than the last ones that we had. Um, Uzi's never been down here, as we confirmed earlier, right? Correct. Okay, so maybe we just need to, like, shoot it again, or kind of see what happens from a distance? Application of telekinetic projectiles seemed to work well last time as a test, didn't it? Ah, uh, that is a pretty easy one to do. Here, where's a rock? It's, uh, Pons finds whatever the closest, either sludge or rock that he can find, and 
just when in doubt, throw sewage at it with your yeah, brain. Exactly. <laughs> and just launches it at those roots. Alright. You pick up the rock and swing, zing it over there. And as it hits, it sounds exactly like as if you had thrown it at a tree. It just goes boot and falls down into the water. The roots right. themselves don't move. Well, I, I hope that confirms that they are um, as living as normal plants should be living. We should still keep our guard up. Let's, uh... Oh, never mind. Now that didn't work out that well last time. Uh, who wants to go first, then? I'll take points. It might be best if I take the lead, Scriff. If you can provide me with that radiation badge, I can let you know to back off if the readings become too high. Critical exposure would be bad for all of you. I'll hand him the radiation badge. All right, I'll take it. Snap it on. Um, and I will take point. I'm going to walk about... Uh, I'll go like 30 feet ahead of the, the rest of the group. That should be a nice buffer. You begin walking down this concrete path. The moss is squishing underneath every step you take. And as you get to the end of the concrete pathway on your, like the wall on your left begins to end. And as you do that, the radiation badge begins to go off rapidly. Get back. What is it? Massive surge of radiation. It's dangerous to traverse this corridor. Perhaps we should check the other direction. All right. I look at the there's water between us and the other side, right? So, correct. Does it uh, look deep? It's probably about six, seven feet deep. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, I, I, I can still try fly. to pull up on that grate, though, right? Yeah. Well, there is the bridge that is crossing from one side to the other. Okay, and we can get to that uh, without uh, without hitting the radiation. You could probably jump over the railing, get onto the bridge, and get across before you hit that radiation. All right, I'll give that a shot. Okay, anyone who's going to do that, go ahead, give me an acrobatics, please. All right. I should still be taking lead here, so let me drop that. Uh, Pons will carry Uzi as he flies just over the, the water. <laughs> 11, not terabad. Not. Scriff coming in with a 19. Nice. So Uzi grabs the underside of Ponza's brain, like where his arms are, and you guys slowly float down the corridor. That's perfect. That sounds painful and unsafe. Uh, little, little thing dangling off of me. Uh, but I, I would like to check out that grate and have see if Uzi would help try to lift it just to check its integrity all right you move down close trying not to drop uzi in the water his little feet are kicking right over the water <laughs> and this grate seems to be much sturdier than the one that you guys had come through mm. and there's no obvious gaps in the bars so That's it okay. would be more difficult to get through yes pons believes in the strength of Uzi and himself. That's a, that's a one. That's a one. 
Yeah. No amount of help from Uzi could possibly help you here. That is the least likely combination of characters to open that grate, I think. He's hanging on to you by his hands, so he, like, wraps his legs around the bar. God damn it! Well, well, guys, this and is completely impossible. Five E Scriff, yeah. you guys are just watching them struggle against this thing. <laughs> I just threw my hands up. I guess we're just gonna keep going down the tunnel. This this grade isn't budging. Right, I'll proceed then. Five E just walks ahead and makes no mention of what he has just witnessed. Well, he does not want to be over water anymore, Brain Man. Okay, yeah, I, I, like, float him over to the side, drop him, and then just kind of tilt back and continue going over the water so I can kind of keep an eye on anything down below, maybe. Is there anything beyond that grate that actually looks interesting? Because if there's a shiny back there, you know I need it's it. full of popsicles. Ooh. It's just oh a pile God. of them. It's just, just, just a, a freezer just a in there. a box of popsicles. <laughs> just, who sleeps... Popsicle, perfectly good popsicles lying around in the sewer. It's like all those like puzzles in video games. So you have to be like, oh, what is this? Oh, there's just like gold and stuff back here. How weird. Yeah. Right. Why was this wolf carrying a full suit of plate yeah. mail? <laughs> Who would have How did I get a coin purse from a, a cockatrice? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, you snack. do not see anything shiny while Bonds and uh, Uzi try to pull the grate off. This looks like a dark I'm tunnel. I'm sad, but also it's probably for the best. I, would I don't want to sprain myself trying to get this grade open with my negative one strength. I would agree. Give <laughs> <and> me both. <laughs> All right, uh, so you yeah, guys are going. heading down the tunnel then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, five of you will, okay. will keep marching forward. The tunnel leans down a short way before hitting a bank around a corner. And you come to a utility ladder that leads upwards. As you go up the ladder, you come into a concrete cove. It's this five-foot walkway that's just open to a larger room. You can see that at the very edges of this five-foot walkway are the remains of a railing or something of that nature that has fallen away. Looking over the drop, a rushing stream of water cascades into the darkness below, creating a waterfall. And from the roof of this boxy room hang hundreds of swaying roots of various lengths and sizes and at the tips of them there are these little wicked claws occasionally Hmm. the two roots will swing too close and an arc of electricity will jump from one to the other following The root with your eyes brings your vision to the far side of the chasm. There's a metal walkway across the gap with a door on the left-hand side. Part of a twisted bridge still juts from the structure supporting the walkway. It reaches out over the abyss 
and looks like it once connected to the side that you're standing. It appears to reach about halfway to where you are. <laughs> okay, so so we have a bridge that reaches about halfway mm-hmm. to the other side. A bridge not too far. Door on the left. Yeah. On the other exactly. side. Um, and then these these things kind of remind me of like neurons. It's really weird. Hmm. By the way, uh, Adam, before we get too far into this sewer, sure. uh, I- I'm pulling up Cat on my data pad and punching in the directions that we are taking so that they can be recited back to Very me. smart. Should we need to turn around? Very smart. Yeah, I think we mentioned possibly mapping it for the, uh, the guy at the church also. So I'm sure he would appreciate that. If we ever see Indeed. him again. Yeah, so Cat, Cat is taking like general whatever readings. I think it has a, just a basic camera because it's just a data pad. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got to get that thing upgraded so it has like sonar detection can auto map the whole oh, room. You know it. <laughs> I'm, I'm. It's getting there. It's getting there. It's gonna happen. Oh, you know what? It's it's integrated to my armor, so it has also whatever sensors my armor has, which is like none. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost some. Almost some. I like that we give ourselves an honest assessment of the resources we have at hand. None. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're like so, the the survivor man of mercenary groups. We just go in there with nothing, right? <laughs> Don't need it. Some duct tape and a utility knife. So we're gonna have to get past these these little little shocky fingers. Yeah how how low do they hang? Like how close are they to us currently? They hang different lengths, so some of them go past the bridge, some of them are up high, and hanging from oh. you, there are some within arm's reach. Well, maybe not, maybe not for you. Clear, but... Is there a clear path that we can find where we wouldn't run into them? They're all swinging back and forth. It's Okay, so we'd have to time it. It's like a fun house. Uh, I don't like with that the they're fun swing, swinging. You get electrocuted. Uh, <laughs> it's a shocking mm. good time. Oh, Shut, wow! Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Right, the GM. Like I get to guys. make those. No, Richard, come back. <laughs> <laughs> I was promised no puns. I don't know I who promised puns. you that, but it was not me. The more puns and dad jokes you can fit into an episode, the the happier I am. Done. Excellent. Hmm. So I think Pons would first try just like laying on his belly and like inchworming kind of his way. How over big are the these vines? And just like, how big around? Some of them these. are as thick as a grapefruit, others are as thin as a piece of string. <laughs> the bridge, Cooper, is over on the other side, so there's just the short walkway you're standing on uh-huh. so if you you inch yeah. your way you would immediately come to a to ledge. ledge sure i'll look down the ledge there is a Swatter. waterfall and there is blackness way <laughs> down there hey uh 5e you don't have like the ability to extend your body or something do you i regret to inform you that i am not equipped with that particular module <laughs> oh that would have been awesome um hmm perhaps we should give one of these a tug and see we can like 
pull one of them down? That seems ill-advised. I, I can almost guarantee you, you'd get a nasty shock from that one. Ozzy immediately does it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Ozzy reaches out, All right. what happens? grabs it. You see his little hairs going up into the air. But uh-huh. he seems to hang on to it without immediately being shocked off. Gives a little tug. Maybe we they seem maybe we pretty could, like, dirty. How many times did you feel the electrical current go through you just then, Uzi? Uh, it felt zappy at least once. It's possible that there's an did intermittent it? process going on here. If we could somehow disrupt their bioelectric fields, perhaps it would give you a better chance of traversing. I could attempt suppressive fire. Hmm. Yeah, I'm shot. So, was that a yeah, pun? I kind of want to swing on one of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You caught Here, me doing it. I'm just going to shoot at all these shocky things, and you're going to run past the shocky things and the blaster bolts. It's going to be fine. Yeah, do we... <laughs> all right. I have just like a normal semi-auto pistol. Do we have like we have like an energy rifle or something, right? I have an acid-based pistol. I've got a. Mm. Yeah, I'm just curious. I've got a skip shot, but I could use something different if you think it would be better. There's also a, just a jump like laser in play like here, which is the most safe gun of all time. The most? Mm. No, no, no. Not necessarily the safest shooter, though. <laughs> I feel like I want to grab one of the bigger ones, but if I'm like observing these things swaying, do the bigger ones just jolt a whole lot harder too? It does seem that the thicker yeah. they are, the bigger the shock. Take take that a means. shot. Hmm. All right. Um, we want to do that as me making an attack roll on it rather than assisting their yeah. uh, ability to jump. Okay. That would be just, fun. Just want to check. Alright. Five, he pulls out his skip shot pistol and takes aim at one of the larger ones and picks out a few targets and it's just laying down a, a couple of shots to the the most obvious and thickest ones. And yeah, not very effectively because that's a six. Hmm. Well, fortunately you are firing into a forest of roots. So even if you don't hit one, your bullet still passes by, it hits another. And as you fire a few shots off at these things, whenever you hit one, you see this massive bolt of electricity go down and then cascade out from that wicked claw at the bottom. And then it seems to slow down and stop moving for a minute before it slowly Hmm. begins to move again. All right. Can, before we we interact with these vines more, can I check the integrity of, said we went up a wrought iron ladder mm-hmm. or something. Okay, can I check how that's connected down below? Yeah, it's bolted into the wall. Okay. Just curious if that would be long enough to maybe even bridge the well, gap here. Just potentially. Shoot down the uh, shoot the vines and then when they're slowed, it'll be easier to climb across them. We'll just go across one at a time. All right. Okay. Five E will remain in the rear and paint those things with skip shot fire to give everybody else a fighting chance to jump through. And Pons can just fly through, so he doesn't Goodness. need to climb. Yeah, I can. I can levitate. How high off the ground? 
like fully it's since it's added, limited flying in the system i think it's limited that you can only do that like concentrate on it and can't do okay. anything else okay. while it's happening that's my understanding just making sure. Uh, says contemplatives fly supernaturally at a speed of thirty feet with average maneuverability. It's plain old flight. Cool. Nice. All right, that helps a whole lot. <laughs> My athleticism would not, uh, you know, work in this situation. Okay. Do you want me to do it? Let's go ahead and get this set up then. So Five E is going to stay behind and is going to try to shoot all the thicker of the roots in the way and then who's going first second third fourth i'll go first before you go 5e will ask do you happen to have a grenade on you even a stun grenade no i used the only one we had when we got chased by that giant spaghetti vine thing unfortunate all right let's proceed <laughs> all right so all right script I need lines himself Athletic up, rolls. gets ready. I need accuracy. So give me some rolls, boys. Alright. Fivey pops off a few more rounds. Hoping to give Scriff enough cover to get through. That's better. He hits a 12 that time. Okay. Alright, Scriff. You're going first. So, 5e. Boom, 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 pops off some shots. You see the electric bolts travel down several of these roots. And you take off and start grabbing. Is that the plan? Yep. I, All I right, what's your athletics? Reach acrobatics, out rather? and take a swing on the first vine, and I got a five. Jeez. Okay. Oh. You grab a root and... You reach out for another one, and it just happens to be the one that 5E is shooting at. It's a snake. So you grab it. (laughs) (laughs) As you grab it, the bolt of electricity runs down and runs into you. Oh, no. And you're going to take some electricity damage here. Oh, do I get a save? Yeah. Go ahead and give me a fortitude save. Fortitude save. (laughs) Uh, I think you got me. That's a nine. All right. Well, as is always common with my rolls, you grab it. Electricity arcs through you for one damage. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then you continue on through the rest of these vines and drop down onto the bridge on the other side. As you land, the bridge sways a little bit oh, under your weight. This is not very steady. Hmm. Pons is going to start it, trying to float it, through. So I'm past Although, all the vines now. I'm it, kind of in the clear. Yeah, you get okay. to the other side and kind of back away from the vines. I'm going to see if there's anything that I can uh, MacGyver to shore up this side of the bridge so it's able to support more weight. Okay. Go ahead. Give me engineering so we can look at the structural stability of this thing 24 all right so you see that where the bridge is connected to the walkway on the side that you are that the metal underneath has begun to fatigue and is bending inward so if you were to climb down there potentially you could 
bash them back into place. Oh, boy. But it would be a tough call. Uh, 5e, did you want me to take the rifle so I can shoot them for you? Or how do you want to do this? Neither of you have a backup projectile weapon. Uh, I just have a pistol. Uzi pulls out his junk laser. Uzi is ready. I have I have a uh, energy weapon. Yeah. Very well. Between Scriff and Uzi, I believe I'll have a fighting chance. Okay. Well, then I'll I'll just head off, I guess. Well, the good news is that your uh, suppressive fire is going to be a twenty-three from me. Oh, nice. So less to worry about, hopefully. All right, here we go. All right, and Pawns, go ahead and give me acrobatics for flying through. I mean, it's as good as you would expect from a giant brain. That was a three. <laughs> 5e <laughs> starts mm-hmm. opening fire on these things again. Pawn starts flying through. It looks like he's dodging TIE fighters and just flying through, trying to get <laughs> through a gap. And... He smashes into one of the vines, and it comes up and whips him, cuts him on the underside of the brain Ow. as he flies through for two damage. Ow. That's twice as much as I took. <laughs> Someone call the medic. <laughs> and then you fly through and get to where Scriff is on the other side. So now right. Uzi well, and not too Five bad. E just scratched up a little. On the same side, Uzi looks over. So you want to go first or you want Uzi go first? Proceed. I'll have you lay down suppressive fire from below. I heard the word fire. I think I know what you mean. Let's go. All right. All right. I sh- I'm going to shoot a third time. All right, give me that shot. You're doing pretty good so far. Uh, Uzi didn't get as good as uh, as Pons <laughs> did. Only a nine that time. But, you know, there's worse things. All right, so you start firing once again. Uzi, as nimble as a little goblin possibly could be, with a total of a 20 acrobatics. Yeah. From one All vine right. to another, as if he was born in this underground root forest jumps nimbly across, lands on the bridge, and starts creaking. Starts shifting to the side as Uzi stands there. No, 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 no. He, like, leans to the other side. No, 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 (laughs) no. Grabs onto the railing and starts walking his way over and gets to the other side where Scriff and Pawns await. You guys are making me nervous here on that. (laughs) so here's a question Mm -hmm. I might look at my inventory to see if I have a popsicle before I ask it I don't okay (laughs) I'm going to ask it anyway Um, yeah sorry I used that (laughs) are any of these vines long enough that they could be used to swing across because that bridge looks really unstable you could potentially get to the last one and then try to give it a few swings. Uh, you know, the, the bottom of that thing, if it comes near another one, it's going to arc some electricity, so it's a gamble. But right. you mm. could yeah, feasibly that. make that jump. Because I'm thinking... There's also the walkway on this side that is a problem and is not exactly stable. Yeah, yeah. 
Like I'm in my head, what I'm seeing is trying to like fire off shots ahead of me, stun that last one, grab onto it and swing across. And I know that there is a lot of risk. But yeah, let me see what I can do to help. I'm going to uh, try and stabilize the, the walkway on this side. Okay. Hmm. So the bad news is I got a natural two. The good hmm. news is that's still a 15. Oh. <laughs> wow. Not Man, it's one. good to be back, huh, Scriff? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's coming I, you know, Being addicted to drugs doesn't change my terrible roles. But that bonus, baby. Yeah, hopefully it's enough. All right. You pull out a hammer from your toolkit and start smashing that thing back into position. The banging resonates through the entire room, even over the waterfall. And 5E's on the other side of these cables, wondering why there's this loud metal smashing sound. Just hold on a little bit. I just I just need to get it a little bit more in place and then we're going to add a little maker's mark right here to show that I fixed it. <laughs> you're like the Banksy of jury rigging uh, so like when a, you're proud of your work you need to sign it it's like a little mouse or do you have like initials or <laughs> it's a drawing of a mouse yeah. <laughs> it's just a big wedge of cheese yeah it's big queso or like big cheese <laughs> alright Uzi ready to fire we firing not yet once it's fixed, I'll climb back up, and then I'm going to help fire as well. All right, so Uzi gets ready to line up a shot. Scriff gets ready to line up a shot. It's up to you guys when you go. Fivey fingers his calm link and, and says, Scriff, I'll go on your monk. All right. Ready, fire. Room just lights up. Fires off his... <laughs> Uzi's firing kind of wildly at whichever one looks the most entertaining to shoot at. Uh, Scriff's uh, more tactical. <laughs> Go ahead, give me that acrobatics check there, 5e. Solid. I got a 14 on that. 14, all right. All right, you start swinging, dinners. pulling yourself through these vines. Now, are you going to jump to the bridge or are you going to try to Tarzan this thing? No, I will trust my teammate and jump to the bridge. Okay. You jump and land. The heaviness of your metal frame makes that thing creak a little bit. But it seems to hold. As you start to take another step forward, (laughs) it creaks again and you start to feel it lower down. I'm going to move faster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we shouldn't test the limits of this... uh little fix all right you move as fast as you can and just as you get to scriff you feel the thing drop out from under you slam into the wall below and drop oh i reach out a hand i grab scriff um planting my uh hind appendages into the the side of the uh ledge pushing myself up onto it back up to full height and going successful operation Thank you for your assistance. Five <laughs> E always doing it with swagger. But now, 
there's only one way to go, and that's further in. Then we resume our previous tactical specifications. I'll take point. He raises his skipshot pistol and walks forward into the tunnel. All right. Before you leave the room, now that you're on this side and you have a clearer view, you're on a walkway that's attached to this wall. And on one side's the door you saw. On the other side, you see two lockers that are up against the other side of the wall. Mm. Uh, do they have a combination lock or anything? Or they're just like gym lockers? They look like personal lockers. And one of them does have a padlock on it. Uh, on the left one, the nameplate reads Almo Ideri. And the right one reads Perda Quo. Um, I'll try to, I can try to pick the lock. Go ahead and give me engineering. 29. Gotta stop throwing engineering rolls at you. (laughs) It's my favorite. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You open Almo's locker, and inside you see a hard hat and some overalls. You open Herda's locker, and you see a small jewelry box. Ooh. Pop that thing open. It contains a sparkling diamond ring and a golden engraved necklace that reads 2KRO, the diamond of my eye. It opens to a picture of a Lashunta with their arm around a small fuzzy creature with six arms who's standing on a box to fit into the picture. And there is a receipt in the box for the items totaling 2,100 credits. Dang. Is, oh, nice. Is there a date on this? Like, are we stealing someone's engagement ring that they're, like, coming back for? Or I don't know what goes on in these sewers. Mm, <laughs> don't question it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just feeling a little bit like, what? Well, that's his locker. He kept it there, you know, trying to be safe. And then we're yeah, just like, hey, a ring, it's mine. <laughs> I'll put those into my bag. Hmm. Okay. Right. Interesting. (laughs) Nowhere else to go but to head over to that other side where the door is. Yeah, I'll, um... Does this door appear like it could be heading to some light or outside again? The door is a metal door painted dark red, and it has filtration control box written right across the face of it. Okay. i just like to sense if there's a creature behind it. Okay. Go ahead and give me a roll. It's 23 perception. You feel inside with your mind. And it felt like for a fleeting second there might have been something, but you can't really get a fix on anything substantial. Hmm, okay. All right, uh, 5e, did you want to open her up? Absolutely. 
Um, okay. Wait. Wait for them to step back, pop open the doors. All right. Everyone scooches back. Five E turns the handle, pulls that thing wide open. And there's a hallway. It's a short hallway. And you can see light. Dim blue light coming from the left inside this room. So as the crew moves inside, the musty hot air hits like a wave. As the door closes behind you, the radiation badge quiets down. Hmm. You can feel the temperature drastically higher in this short hallway. Sizable cracks score the concrete, causing the passage to be slightly treacherous. You guys move into the room. How do you proceed? I'm still going to keep about 30 feet ahead of the rest of the group, and I want to investigate the source of the dim light. All right. This... It's blue light. It might be uh, a path to the uh, outside world. To open air. 5e scans the surroundings with his visual sensors. Okay, go ahead. Give me a perception roll. In fact, let me have everyone give me a perception roll as you just start moving into this room. Oh, big old 23... Right. Hmm, pretty low for Pons. That was a 12. Natural 20 for a 25. Nice. Right, 5e moves into this dark room, and the northernmost wall is dominated by a boxy frame containing fractured glass that juts out into a large opening with a heavy steel door to its right. A large pipe runs along one wall and strands of sickly slime stretch across sections of the room. The westernmost wall is a computer console radiating with light. Vines constrict it tightly and the projected console is skewed to one side. As you walk into the room, you can see through the glass to the next area, a massive arching rotunda houses metal rafters in a square formation covered with crawling vines. From those rafters hangs an enclosed seat, which looks like a crane control box. Two robotic arms mounted on either side of it. Inside, you can see control sticks and a catwalk that extends from the nearby door to where the enclosed seat hangs. You can hear loud mechanical noises from down below and a smattering of small lights that are too far to see anything by are in the distance. Just to clarify, that huge rig you're describing with the robot arms and the, mm -hmm. the plant basket, that's to the north through the grate? Yeah, on the map, you can see, like, that grating area. That's where mm -hmm. the windows, that, like, boxy frame window is. You're seeing onto the other side of that window. And 
there's a large frame out there. There's a giant a robot outside. Okay. Um, I'm going to activate, activate my com. I'm going to activate my com link and transmit as quietly as I can back to them what I'm seeing. Um, and also mention the monitor and say, would you like me to investigate either of those further? Oh, I see it too. I I am very interested in this giant robot. Um, oh gods! So I want to. I'm gonna go up to the window and I'm gonna get a closer peek. You're oh. all going to die. I, I stand up in, at the window and I peer out. I brace up against this corner and line up a shot in case Griff gets what spotted. What a mechanical marvel! Griff, you walk over and put your nose and whiskers up against the glass, admiring, as you say, this mechanical marvel. 5e puts his back against the wall, starts looking around. And as you look around, you suddenly become aware of little lights dancing in the air they waver in front of your view and over the near deafening machine noises down below you hear the sound of cracking and a slithering noise and pawns right behind you you hear an eruption from the roof above that crashes down and I'm gonna need everybody to roll for initiative. Oh no! Oh my gosh! Yikes. What is happening? Okay. Help! 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my! And I'm still stuck way over here, right? Yeah, you're right at the entrance. And I'm going to go ahead and show you guys the picture of what this thing is that just came down from the roof above on. <laughs> Yikes. Oh my god. There it is. Wait, what? What? <laughs> oh, sure why be... does it always have to be tentacles? It looks... It's like a, a piece of corn and a squid had a baby. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks tasty. Every analogy I can come up with seems inappropriate for audio. Um, but yes, that's that's a good yeah. A, a, it's, a, it's it's squid on the cob. That's what it is. Cob. Everything's on a cob. We gotta get is out it, of here. Is it worm shaped in in the? You know, like we we're kind of seeing the top. So is it like yeah, that on the other side tall. too? You're seeing a lot of its body coming down from the roof. So what oh, you're geez. seeing is about oh, as long as you are. Okay. It's a corn slug <laughs> and cousin to the banana slug. <laughs> oh man. Well, just for that, as that one comes down, you see another from the roof. Oh, and no. another. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a whole husk of corn slugs. And another. <laughs> oh, squid on a cob. <laughs> Uh, I forgot my well, skewers and my butter. 
Ew. Actually, that might be tasty. I like seafood enough that I would try that once. Squid on a cob. I would try squid on a cob once. <laughs> um, All right. And, uh, massive 20 for initiative on 5 Massive 20 for initiative. Scriff guy, right. 15. 15 on Scriff. And a 6. And we're going to round that bad boy out with uh, our space goblin. Also getting a 20. Ooh, What's your uh, for dex the mod? Ivy. I can't remember offhand. Let me look and see. My dex mod is a one. So Uzi okay. might actually beat me out for that. Uzi does, in fact, beat you out. All right. All right let's see how he deals started. with this. All right. First thing that happens, Uzi spins around, sees this thing, and goes... Uh, actually looks tasty. Yeah. Pulls yes. up his junk laser and he's going to try to cook this thing. Going to make some popcorn. Ooh. He pulls his gun up, shoots at it, and the thing wriggles out of the way. <laughs> hits right on the roof next to it. And he's going to back up a little bit. 5e, you're up. Nice. All right. Um, so he landed a shot on one? Just Did not. Oh, he did not. Okay. He rolled real low. All right. Uh, 5e is going to target the closest one that's within 15 feet of him. And snap off a shot with a skip shot. Um, and actually, yeah, I can do the, the ye old uh, trick attack with this. Ooh, ye oldy trick attack. Ye old trick attack. I will sense the motive of this <laughs> squid on a cob. <laughs> it hungers. I get a 29 on that. That seems nice. pretty tricky to me. That'll trick most things around here. All right. Okay. Now give me that attack roll. Right. Things went around. Only to... a 12, unfortunately. Only a 12. Go ahead and give me damage. Okay. Kind of interesting. It looks like Scriff is like on the gates right now, like looking through. That is According six damage map. from the skip shot. Six damage. Not bad. All right. That's good. Solid. Okay. It's like we're having eco for dinner, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now it's time for one of these tentacly vine things. And it pulls up into the roof and Hans you hear it making this burrowing sound up above as it disappears for a second and then drops down on the other side of you oh my gosh. comes back out of the roof again and it's gonna go for the one that shot a laser at it first so we're just oh, seeing like the end of this thing the, the rest of the body is up above Seems like that might be the case. These could all be part of the same creature. Oh. Uh-huh. So this thing comes down out of the roof and starts swinging wildly, and it swings over at Uzi and smacks him right across the face. No, no Uzi. not Uzi. And as it hits him, this liquid kind of flies off, and you see little electric sparks happen as he gets hit. 
Ew. Oh. Alright, he suffers two electricity damage from that hit. Okay. Not too scary, hopefully. Not too Plus. bad for that hit, but Uzi is a lot weaker than you guys. Yeah, I'll have to blow this guy up. Okay. End of that guy's turn. Moving on, <gasps> we have another one. Disappears up into the roof. You hear burrowing up above. But you don't see this one come down. Scriff, your turn. Oh, man. Uh, okay, I'm going to take a move action. Uh, and I'm going to move into 5E's square using my <laughs> scurry ability. Smart. Very nice. Uh, and then, like, standing between his legs, I uh, I take a shot with my Costojack laser pistol. All right, give me a roll. Or, uh, that one or? Yeah, the one that's nearest. Gotcha. Not Basically laser pistol. Costojack liquidator. Yeah. All right. That one right in the center. Here we go. Taking my shot. That's a 22 against EAC. Ooh, that'll do it. And that's going to be three damage. Acid damage. Okay. Moving on. The sluggy vine thing over on the far side of the room to the east pops up into the ceiling. And you see it come back down closer. And it rears its head up and it aims right at 5e and scriff where they're both standing oh nope. no nope, nope, nope. ranged nope, attack nope, nope. oh no is and i'm gonna i'm gonna roll 1d2 to see which one is going at real quick oh definitely the tall one that tall drink of water over there Ew. Its mouth opens up and it shoots this viscous fluid. Looks kind of like the slime that is attached to the walls. And it hits Ugh. the wall right next to you and <laughs> splashes everywhere. And I'm going to have both of you make a reflex save. Side note, I'm pretty sure Electric Fluid was the band that played my high school prom. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good band name. And little pretty did you know, effect. we have them here today. <laughs> They're right, All right what stage. you got? Uh, 21 Reflex. Scriff got that, but 10 less. So, <laughs> 11. Okay. 5e. His upper torso just kind of whoop, moves out of the way as the splash goes, and it leaves enough room for it to come down and hit Scriff. And Scriff, you're going to take two electricity damage. Oh. Right. Okay. Moving on. Pawns the very end because it's the last of these slug vines turns. Yeah, I rolled. Pretty poorly there. 
Ooh. How far away are you guys? Interesting. So as if getting this ooze shot at you wasn't enough. The one that's towards the center of the room, the one that you guys have been really hitting on hard. Like, hey, cool. hey, hey slime. Hey, <laughs> slime here often. <laughs> Points at you and you see the mouth where the other one had just shot a little dart out at you. It opens up wide as these tendrils pull back. No. Oh, no, yeah. I, I don't like this punch. And I'm gonna need some saves from people. I'm gonna need some... This is also a reflex save. Oh, yes. Natural 20. Very nice. Awesome. Coming in with a 17. All right, this thing pulls its tendrils back and shoots this wide spray of slimy electricity in a 15-foot cone at the two of you. <gasps> Both of you save, but you're still covered in this stuff and take eight if you Ooh. failed and four if you succeeded. Uh, I got evasion, so F you, I take nothing. Yes. <laughs> All right. You pick up Scriff. You're like, <laughs> and then set him back down. Oh, oh I'm covered in it. <laughs> All right. And that brings it around to Pont. Oh, it's right. smelly. I am hoping that these things have a brain or some sort of thing that I can uh, mind blast here. So let's have the one right next to me. Go ahead and make a will save. I would recommend taking a five foot step first. Why? Uh, we'll get an attack. Why did you have to ruin my fun times? If he has any kind of melee, then he would get an attack of opportunity against you, which could fizzle your spell. Is doesn't he get one whether I cast it or I move away from him? If you move away first and do a five foot step, if he only has the five feet range, you can get out of that and then cast. All right, and there's one square that I can go into that would prevent back that. Back into the hallway. Yep, back into the hallway. <laughs> Alright, and then I'll cast Blast you Mind script. Thrust. That's a, yeah, so that's a will save from him. Okay. How's a nine do ya? That is not save, and he is going to take ten psychic damage. Ah! Ouch! All right, you drop a psychic bomb on this thing. And it doesn't look happy after it. I mean, it, I guess you don't really know what it looks like when it's happy, but that had to have hurt. All right, bringing it around to the top. Round two. We got the space goblin coming up. He's gonna pull out that nasty little dog slicer that was gifted to him by Scriff. His new best friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's going to take a swing at this thing. He pulls out the dog slicer, takes a jump up 
and slashes at this thing and cuts it across the very nose of it. Go okay. team Damn. Space Goblin. <laughs> He's dead now. Ooh, six damage. Nice. nice. Wow. Not bad. All right. He jumps up with joy a little bit that he cut this thing, and now the ooze is like falling over him, but he's just bathing in it, having a ball. Five, you're up. Does it look dead, or is it just oozing all over him? It's still alive. Nah. <laughs> but that okay. gives him more power. His name is Uzi Buswound. Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, five EC's threats on multiple fronts, and he's going to attempt a full attack um, to target first this one and then the one next to Uzi and see if he can even up the odds a little bit. Okay, so one in the middle of the room and then one back by Uzi. Got it. Correct. All right, give me some shots. All right, first one's a 13 on the middle guy. Okay. And for Squid on the Cob on the other side by Uzi, not so good, a seven. Seven, okay. Give me damage for the one in the middle of the room. We can do. Start opening fire into this room, cowboy style. It goes <laughs> wide on the one near Uzi, flies over his head. Only two damage. Two damage. Yeah. Hey, two damage is two damage. It ain't nothing. Give you up. Okay. Anything else? Full um, round, right? That'd be a yeah. full round action, so I'm stuck where I am and just gonna keep covering Scriff. Okay. The one near Uzi pulls back up into the ceiling, disappears for a second, and comes down right in front of Pons. Now, and it's going to take a swing at you. How does a 12 EAC do you? For EAC, that actually does hit. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. Just barely. All right. Swings down, smacks you across the big brain, slathers this gunk all over you, and it shocks you for five damage. Oh, dang. Okay. This thing's hurting. Oh. Are. We need to protect Pons. He's getting eaten alive out there. Ah, get him off of me. Ozzy, do something. An IO corn eats you. (laughs) 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 All right. You hear crawling through the ceiling as one comes down. Boom. Right Ah! next to Scriff and 5e. And it's going to take a swing at Scriff. I hide behind 5e's legs. (laughs) I use him to block. Yeah. To get partial cover. How does a 13 EAC do you, my man? That is a miss, my friend. Had to be close. Had to be. But All not right. enough. Not enough. Scriff, what do you do in return? Hmm. Well, I don't like this guy is right here because it's hard to shoot things that are right next to me without mm-hmm. getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, I am going to. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I I 
open up my my clawed hand oh. and take a full attack swipe at him. Let's go. I love full attack, even though I always miss. Here we go. Full attack. Hey, you're the feeling first better attack. Now. Natural twenty. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes. Go. Good timing. Good and stuff. then second attack, natural one. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mr. Outlier over here. Um, so th I, this is a emergency power podcast first. We've used crit cards before and crit fail cards, but have we used both in one round? I don't think so. At the so. same time. <laughs> Oh, Man, no. if they cancel okay, each so other, I'll be so the, sad. The crit, the, damage first. First. the crit hit first, so we'll deal with that one. Okay. Okay. So this was melee. Mm-hmm. All right. It is not an extreme critical. You apply the effects of covering fire or harrying fire to the target. So which okay. would you prefer? it to have a harder time hitting you or have an easier time to be hit? Uh, I'm going to apply harrying fire right. to increase the chance to hit it. Very Smart. nice. Very nice. And go ahead and give me the double damage from that. Yeah, so um, even without addiction, my strength is still a minus one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's one damage. Oh. <laughs> what? I'm wait, not even wait. kidding. Wait, wait. I rolled a two and a one, and it's minus two because criticals you apply the the bonuses twice. So I got three <laughs> minus two, one critical damage. Really? You apply the bonuses in this twice? Yeah, How which is great if so, you have a positive modifier. This is. <laughs> This is the wow. opposite of our usual failing forward. This is succeeding uh -huh. backwards. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's bizarre. We've uh, gone round in a circle. But at least, I got, at least I got plus two attack roll on him. Yeah, I'll you take did? that. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I'll give that to... If, if I have to pick a person to get that, that's good into 5e. But I think it's whoever okay. just attacks him next. I think so as well. Let's move on to that critical fail. No. We can this skip is it. called fine. What Are the Odds? And it's an interesting one. Your attack ricochets. Reroll your attack against yourself and your what? nearest ally that can be oh, targeted no. by the attack. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Wait, and? And. That's awful. Okay. <laughs> Cognac is providing verisimilitude of the uh, squid on a cob here. Okay, well, me. here's here's the good news. It was a full attack, so it's at a minus four. This is true. Right? Yeah. yeah. Same bonuses as before. Uh, first attack roll against myself, I'm assuming, since that was the order you gave me, is sure. a one. Nice. A dirty one. Okay. And <laughs> Crit fail on roll. yourself. Yeah, and against 5e, it's a 16. Against 16 KAC. KAC. Yeah. 5e. Uh, KAC, you said 16? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's going to hit. Mm. <laughs> you take a mighty two damage. Oh, no. <laughs> more still, than I hit the corn Yeah, you still did for. more to him than you did on your crit. I don't feel great about that. <laughs> that hurts my feelings, just listening to. 
Okay, I'm gonna move off your turn because that was that was sad. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, Got an attack bonus. We're good here. Worth it. <laughs> yeah, that part real good. All right. Slug goes up into the ceiling, comes back out. Oh, it's right one. down next to you guys. This one's gonna take attack at five E. Nerve. How does no. a fourteen versus EAC meet ya? Ah, uh, that is still going to freaking hit. All right. Ooh, Max. Let's go. Five electricity damage to the SRO. Do not want. This is going really bad. We got. We got to really kill these things. It's a lot of them. Get a uh, maybe me and Uzi over there. That would that would help a lot. All right, the one that got crit on <laughs> pulls back up into the ceiling, disappears. Pawns Coward. How am I supposed to get my bonus if he runs away? Oh, a cat. Who's up? And, and it's You're gone. up, Pawns. Oh, I'm up. Sorry, I heard something else. Okay. There's a cat on screen. It's very distracting. Yeah. Um, Man, I don't have a melee attack. Uh, my telekinetic projectile still gets a, a minus, right, if I shoot him from this close? It will still get the potential of hitting you. Unless it says it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think it says anything about not. Uh, so I'll take another guarded step. I just keep getting further away from you guys, You though. have just enough room on this map. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Pons is going to take a guarded step again, unfortunately, back down the hallway that we entered. But I'm going to use telekinetic projectile and uh, toss the nearest rock or whatever's around me here at him. Okay. That's going to be... It's going to be a 14 to hit. All right, give me some damage. Yes. Take him out. That's three. All right. You reach out with your mind to the cracked concrete down below you. You lift up a nice flat piece and start it spinning. As you throw it to this thing, it chops into it and you see the nose of it drop down and flop on the ground. Ooze sliming everything in the area. So it is It is its own... Sorry, it is its own, like, piece. It's not a all one plant or anything. As you cut it off, go ahead, give me a perception roll real quick. Okay. It was a uh, a natural one, but it was a 10 total. You and your good perception bonus. (laughs) You see that the stock of it, where it was cut off, pulls up into the roof and whips away. Oh, okay. Huh. But that thing doesn't seem like it's going to come after you again. Okay, that's good. All right, that, that'll be the end of my turn then. All right, top of round three, Uzi. Where's he in? He's going to move in closer to the one that's in the center of the room, and he's going to take a big bad swing at this thing because he's having just so much fun doing it. And that's a nat 19. Man, Uzi, All right. killing it. Yeah. 
Uzi is our combat MVP. Mm -hmm. He is for a big bad six damage. Yes! Uzi! Dude, this Crushing thing it. in the center, not looking good. Yeah, I've rolled max damage on him both times he hit. Amazing. Keep, keep it coming, Adam. You just need to keep helping us with your dice rolls. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm rolling really well on Uzi, but not as much so on the other one. All right, 5e, you're up. All right, 5e is going to take a guarded step to the southeast and line up a shot on the one that has harrying fire, courtesy of Scriff. The one that, that one has is harrying up fire in the rafters. pulled back into the rafters. Oh, it is? The one oh, okay. next to you came down. My mistake. Place. Okay. Then, yeah, but I'll still take that guarded step so that I'm not provoking. If you want. <laughs> uh, that's only an 8 on K, so moving not on, sadly. I'm do. not very effective this round. Okay. The one that was up in the roof comes back down right next to Uzi. <laughs> And is going to take a swing at him with its disgusting body. Ooh, that's going to hit. Ooh, I think we might have some trouble here with him. Stretches down to where Uzi is all two feet off the ground and smacks him across the head for Ow. four electricity damage. Oh. Uzi, no. no. Uzi is looking real bad, by the way. Oh, mm. no. I do have some potions and might have to do something with those. Scriff this next round. Dovetail, you're up. Scriff is going to guarded step along with 5e to maintain his position <laughs> under his feet. Under the feet. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know why Adam. that caught me so good, but... <laughs> All right. Um, anyway. I'm going to take a, uh, a shot at the uh, one that just came down, the one that has herring fire effect on it. Yes? Still? Yes. That just attacked Uzi. So here we go with the cost eject liquidator. That is a 17 against EAC. Give me damage. That's four acid damage. Right. Max damage for me. Excellent. You sneak back under 5e's legs, steady your aim on his thigh, and <laughs> shoot this acid <laughs> at it. <laughs> Hits it towards the core, and it just melts in the bottom drops off the sickening uh, thud noise. <laughs> and then I'm going to shout to Uzi. Uzi, there's... Pull out your... your. Do you still have your crystal crunchies? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the sodium count in those crystal crunchies might be enough to disrupt <laughs> these slugs. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there in case you want to try it. <laughs> I hate how much you. I love that idea. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to roll an intelligence check on Uzi to see if he caught any of that. Those things have like two days your your daily dose of sodium. 
two times. <laughs> Gives you a nod. He's like, ah, like, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my turn. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. After I'm done confusing Uzi. <laughs> that was a good one, though. You finished off another one of these things. Two left. Yup. All right. And you guys are still standing in the same spot. It's mm -hmm. my lucky day. I love when things just stay within a particular 15 foot cone. Yeah. Oh. So things line up properly or a cone up as the case may be. So I'm going to need Scriff and 5e to give me another reflex save. What if I don't want to? <laughs> Then you should have ran you know. away from the Yasoki who was hiding <laughs> under your leg. You're right. <laughs> I um, tried to. <laughs> That's all right. I got a 23 reflex there. I hey, yes. I also got a 23. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah. I hate you guys saving on these things. All right. I love it, especially because I have evasion. So since you I saved, know. you take a total of five electricity damage from saving. Ouch. Mm-hmm. I rolled uh, I'm, max on I'm, one die, minimum on the other. I am down to my HP. Oh, they already at two dice. Hmm. Damn. <laughs> That's All right. A, was that a different one, or was that like the same one that did that, that was, type of attack? That was a different one of these things doing okay, the same okay. attack. Got it. Seems like they can either spit or spew, but not both. <laughs> All right. Well, the one that's still alive next to Uzi. Make a break time for that little goblin right now. No. I got my fingers crossed for him. Dodge. Uzi. Dodge, Uzi, dodge. Don't die, Uzi. Uzi, don't be a hero. <laughs> Uzi would never die in a million years. This thing swings down and he looks up at it and it comes and smacks his helmet and then streaks off as it just barely misses his yes. armor. Hooray! Oh. Right. Right. It was literally within one. Uzi! Invincible! <laughs> Luckiest little... Okay. By God, it's Uzi Puss Wound with a steel chair! We're hanging him from the front view mirror. <laughs> Alrighty, Ponza's Pons. turn. Make it happen. Okay. Let's see. I would like to definitely go and protect Uzi. So I'm going to get within range of another mind thrust here. So I'm going to move past okay. the, uh, I guess, decapitated or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, the little slug. Chunk and, uh, of this thing that's sitting on the ground. The one right next to Uzi, go ahead and make another will save. You got it. How's off? Five. Absolutely fails, but my damage is almost minimum with a four out of 2d10. So, did okay. Will it do it, Johnny? Yes, it will. Rukor! Yeah. <laughs> As goose splatters everywhere, raining down on Uzi once again. Excellent. He's going to get even that more one's... powerful now. Yeah, that's that's why it slipped off earlier. There was just so much ooze on his helmet. 
for Val. All and my right. turn right there. And that brings it back around to Uzi himself. Uzi's, while usually very confident, <laughs> he's going to stay away from this other vine and he's going to do a full attack against it with its with his junk laser. His his volatile pistol safer attack. Those do have Much a chance safer. to like blow up, right? If I roll a natural one, oh my god, this thing explodes. <laughs> okay, one of them is a fourteen. One of them is a four. Oh, okay. I rolled real close to that oh, one. Man. Uzi surviving by the skin of his teeth. Yeah. Skin of his teeth, man. What? That's max damage on that junk laser. <laughs> Again? Yes. Yeah. He's killing it, dude. Like, he's... I have never played a character myself that is as lucky as this NPC. <laughs> Uzi is just destined to join our party. Yeah, he can just carry us I'm the whole time. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> I'm calling it. Okay, 5E, you're up. There's one of these things dangling. What do you do? Uh, let's see if I can do something useful here and attempt to gun it down, but I will go with a trick attack this time. And that's an 18 cents motive. I don't think that's high enough to get the bonus damage. Not gonna do oh, it. Oh, well. Let's just have ourselves a good old attack roll anyway. That's a 15. Sounds like fun. 15 will do it. Go ahead and give me some of that damage. Oh, yay. I don't know why we're doing this, boss, but we are, and it's really it's exciting. Two damage now. <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> it's like some kind of twisted Ricky Bobby uh, accent. If you've ever seen uh, the campaign with uh, Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis, that's Zach G's voice in that movie. Oh, great. I need to watch That's that. That's a great film. Scriff, you're up. Scriff is going to take a quick step over here, get himself a clean shot, and safely away from this cone of death that has been just hurting him a lot. Fair. And uh, we'll take a shot with the liquidator. All right, what you got? 19 against EAC. Oof, you know it. That's going to be two damage. Two damage. Acid damage. Hits the side of this thing. See, sizzles away a little bit, but it still stands strong. And now it's its turn. Boo. Mm hmm. Up into the ceiling. Uh. Do, 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 do. This this is so reminiscent of some video game boss fight that I hate, but I can't remember which one now. Like this exact <laughs> tactic is employed, and it's like some eight bit or sixteen bit thing. Hmm. Dude, enemies that disappear are the worst. It's called whack a mole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and script Chuck E. Cheese comes down right in front of you. Ah! No! All right, and tell me, does an 18 EAC clear your armor threshold? Is he hitting me with a, a melee attack? Yep. Uh, what was the EAC? Uh, 18. 
that does hit. All right. I know your armor's not bad, so I have to check. Not that good. That's five electricity damage. Oh, as Scriff starts to feel the effects of these hits. Mm. His fur is standing on end after he gets shocked. Yeah. All right. All right, pawns, yeah. you are up. Uh, can I? I can't move if I pull out a pistol, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull out a pistol. <laughs> and then. All right. And then shoot this guy. Um. Let's go ahead. It's gonna be my semi-automatic pistol. Let's see. I click. Floats out of your backpack. It's your little hand. <laughs> and that is gonna be an 18 to hit. All right. Nice. Okay. Very good. And yeah, damage. four damage. Not bad. Solid. Solid. Okay. Pull up this gun. <laughs> Drop a shot. Hits it dead center. Pus oozes out of it. This black uh. gooey substance. It's still moving, but it looks real bad. Oh. Take it out. Get yeah, get it. Get it, 5e. Well, here goes something. Give it the old whack. Yeah, right in the ceiling. <laughs> right in the ceiling. All right. Give me that uh, roll. I'm going to try for a trick attack again. A 30 ought to get me some bonus okay. damage. Ooh. Ooh. There we go. Um, Only if you hit. And a 23 ought to. Uh, mm, yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> I know. You're very, very sad. I can sense your sadness, Adam. Feel my sorrow. All right, that's five damage on that shot. All right, all right. That was with the skip trick shot. Attack. Correct. D four right, trick plus attack. D4. Skip shot pistol. Put another hole right under the one that Pons had just made. It wriggles for a minute, stops, and then <laughs> disappears up into the roof hmm and now you no longer hear the sound of the slithering over that machine noise down below that's like better <laughs> like better <laughs> can we like i can't believe it's not better <laughs> i suggest we investigate we this are computer on fire tonight <laughs> <laughs> so 5e is going to turn to the others and say, I suggest we investigate this computer terminal before things get hairy again. Or wiggly. Uh, I, I'd like to... I, I'm going to poke my head up into one of those holes, though, really fast. I just want to see. This pond's kind of flies up and then just like... I wonder where the goblin would... Yeah, he, he'd fit inside. Be careful. It might still be up there. It seems that the holes crumble in as it burrows. Hmm. So there's no real hole to follow it. Got through. it. Okay. So there's a computer. Yeah, there's a computer in the east side of the room. It's flickering. I'll take yeah. a look. All right. Scriff will pull out Cat and hook her up to the uh, the computer and try to hack his way in. Okay. That's a 15. 15. 
So you start typing away on cat, trying to get into this computer, and it pops up with a login screen. You route around it and get into the main interface. There are several different controls, and there's a file in it that reads schematics. There's also what looks like controls for the pump maintenance crane. There's a control that says system purge. And there's a control that says... And as you go to read it, a deafening, rending, grinding noise can be heard from below, followed by a low, bassy roar that shakes the whole room. Concrete dislodges from the ceiling and falls nearby. Ah. Everyone give me a reflex save Boo. in the Get next chapter. <laughs> no! Oh. Oh. Wait, no, I'm going to roll it right now. Is it. this going to be Too a late. literal cliffhanger? When life drains you down, charge up on the Emergency Power Network. Theme song triangles by Diamond Ace. Find them at bandcamp.com. Music provided by Nicholas Judy of Dark Fantasy Studio at darkfantasystudio.com and Tabletop Audio. Find them at tabletopaudio.com. Font Azonics by Mixo. Find them on Twitter at MixoFX. The Starfinder role-playing game, including its official lore and images, are the intellectual property of Paizo Incorporated. All rights reserved. Narrated by Danny Lee Collins.